Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. I don't normally talk about weather, but when I do, whew, I really talk about it. <laughs> it, feels, it feels nice outside. It does. That's the only reason I brought it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and I did in the last episode mention the YouTube video, and I said I was going to give an update on that. So I kind of took note. He didn't say, uh, sorry, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Basically, I didn't like one thing in this guy's video that I I always follow his YouTube channel. I didn't like one thing that he put. And so I I commented. And in his past videos, he said, I will respond to every single comment. I've noticed he isn't saying that anymore. So I don't think he's going to respond. Well, you gave him a comment that he didn't want to respond to. That's the truth. <clears throat> so you put him to the test and he's changed his policy. Yeah, and I got two likes out of it. So mm. <laughs> that's nothing. But yeah, hopefully he changes from there. I watched another one of his videos and I put a very nice comment because he didn't mention that. And maybe he could have, but you know. <laughs> yeah, me with my drama. This is This is a drama in my life. <laughs> I'm fighting him. We're having a fight. Fight with the bag man. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, obviously I'm here with my father. We're going to discuss the news. And there's a lot that's happened. Um, Biden, uh, Thursday, he unveiled two executive orders. And they're mandating vaccinations against the coronavirus for basically the working class. So it's millions of people. Uh, I think they were saying 80, 80 million. Mm, I've heard up to 100 million yeah. would be affected by the orders. Golly. Yeah. yeah so, it, And then this is for both the public and the private sphere. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, that won't affect the private sphere. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, so one thing that's pretty cool that I saw is the Daily Wire, which is Ben Shapiro's uh, organization. They said they have more than 100 people. They refuse to do it. They said, mm. come at us. We don't care. So they're going to stand up against it. Somebody has to, and it's not going to be departments of the federal government. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, There are, I think there's some exceptions to this. So, okay, yeah, I see it in this article. These mandates would affect over 100 million American workers, making it one of the widest reaching vaccine mandates in world history. So that's a big deal. And then Biden wrote, it's a policy of my administration to halt the spread of coronavirus disease, including the uh, Delta variant, by relying on the best available data and science-based public health measures. Uh, The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, within the Department of Health and Human Services has determined that the best way to slow the spread of COVID-19 and to prevent infection by the Delta variant or other variants is to be vaccinated. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, basically, yeah, super rigorous policy. Uh, the agencies will, the executive agencies, they have to um, impl- implement it. It's going to be required by law. There's only uh, a few exceptions. They're also saying weekly testing. If you didn't want to do this, you mm. would do weekly testing. Oh, so is that an option for everybody? I think so. Mm. I'm not 100% sure. Now I'm scared. Uh, Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that one. Um, 
I also heard, and I'm not sure if this is correct as well, I heard that the cost of the test could affect the employer. Or, sorry, the Mm. employees. Mm. So the employee would have to pay for their own test, perhaps. In a sense, possibly so. Mm -hmm. Um, And you you could ask, how is he even doing this? How is Biden even feeling he has the right to to do this? Well, there's a lot of uh, institutions that require vaccines, um, if if we really think about it. But typically, it's more state-mandated and... Some people are even mentioning George Washington. He uh, mandated his troops um, to have a vaccine. And so people are using that as an argument. Of course, this is right on the heels of everybody saying, my body, my choice. Mm. My body, my choice with Mm. the Texas heartbeat bill. So they just screamed that at us for a whole week. We had to listen to that. And then, boom, right away. Not your body, not your choice. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, but sorry, the mechanism that they're using is Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, <laughs> mm. is what it's called. It's a federal agency. And uh, so they have emergency temporary standards. So the policy, it allows like immediate actions if, like basically they have to determine that the workers are in grave danger from mm. toxic substances or other physically harmful agents. So we know the rates of COVID and uh, the deaths and everything else. People have died, but it is not that bad. Mm. This, in my opinion, does not count under grave danger. I guess maybe their best argument is the unvaccinated would be in grave danger. So those that don't want to be vaccinated, they're protecting them. From the grave danger. Because if you're vaccinated, then you're not in grave danger. And, you know, I, I guess maybe they're saying, I guess they could say for the vaccinated that they're in a greater danger if they're unvaccinated people there to spread it to them. Hmm. I don't know if that's even true. All I know is I am not vaccinated. I have not gotten COVID. And the people that I see that are vaccinated are getting COVID. So mm-hmm. somebody please explain. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it, it's interesting. And it's funny. Well, it's not funny. But Biden, Pelosi, they both were saying, no, we can't. I don't even think there's constitutional mechanisms to mandate something like that. No, we couldn't do that. I think I even played a clip on the show of Nancy mm. Pelosi months ago. And so this is what she was saying. Um so here's the thing. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. It's just not what we could do. <laughs> so yeah, she's saying... They a, just did it. Yeah, it, yeah, right away. It's a matter of privacy. And I'm like, preach it, sister. Get it? <laughs> uh, uh, so we can't do that. We can't say, give me the names of people who aren't vaccinated and encourage them to go be vaccinated. So Democrats in, co- uh, in Congress claim to have a 100% vaccination rate. Um I don't, I don't think that's the case for the Republicans. Mm, mm-hmm. And, okay, so this is one sentence that was interesting. Because federal courts are not under the executive branch, federal judges and their staffers are not covered under Biden's sweeping mandate. Mm. So there seems to be a few exceptions. Here's another exception that you might have not expected. USPS. Wow. Yeah, they don't have to. They don't have to do it. So they're not one of the agencies compelled to have the vaccination um 
So this is the statement from the uh the spokesman for the U.S. Postal Service. The COVID-19 vaccination requirements included in the White House executive order issued on September 9, 2021 for federal employees do not apply to the Postal Service. Regarding other vaccination rules expected to be issued by the federal government, the Postal Service has no com comment until those rules are issued, and we have had a chance to review them. So. Uh, <laughs> That's an interesting exception. And, you know, just thinking, what if you didn't, you know, what about Congress? If you said, no, it's required, then you just have to uh, remove those members that aren't vaccinated and have elections How for them. convenient. <laughs> All the people we like. Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, please, no. Uh, but basically, the Postal Service, they're an independent agency of mm. the executive branch. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, so <laughs> that was interesting to learn. It seems like maybe the policy is everybody that they can mandate, they have mandated. Yes. And only the ones that they couldn't for whatever reason. But based on their logic, okay, so the USPS has 630,000 people, about, yeah, that amount, that work for them. Why are you going to give an exception to, to all that? That's a lot of people. And this is killing us. It's spreading like crazy. It's going to kill everybody. And this is all over the country. Why would you give an exception? It, it sounds like because it's independent of the executive branch, therefore they simply can't do it. it believe me, if they, want, if they could do it, they probably would. How, how are other people, though? Other, like the Daily Wire, how are they... How are, how are they able to be mandated? Oh, yeah, they have, I think one of the orders says, any company with over 100 employees has to have that. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's going to be tested in the courts. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, okay, we could say, well, this shouldn't be federally mandated. It's not right that it's being federally mandated. So the states should do it instead. Maybe that's what we're arguing. So then maybe Florida, Texas mm -hmm. doesn't do it. California, New York obviously would. And then who knows with the other states. Mm -hmm. um, of course, that, that seems like a better option. Uh, but how about just the fact that this doesn't really seem to protect people from COVID. And the, the evidence, or sorry, the, the scientific findings for all of this just change all the time. I heard 90-something mm. percent effectiveness of making sure you never get COVID. Mm. And people mm. are getting COVID. So it's just, it's not a trustworthy vaccine. So why would we give it to everybody? And then we were just watching uh, Janet Porter. Mm -hmm. She is uh, the one that's really done the heartbeat bill movement. Right, Faith to Action is her organization. Yeah, she's excellent. And mm -hmm. yeah, she we just watched a video of her speaking and it was fascinating. And she's made the point she made the point that I've made before. She probably got it from me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she listens to your podcast. Yeah, I heard she does. <laughs> Bill Gates is really pushing the vaccine for people and he's put money into it. He's getting money from people getting the vaccine through government bail, uh, yeah, government payouts and everything. 
and he truly believes we need a smaller population. So why are we trusting a guy to heal us who wants us dead? And he, in his language of comments that he's made, he ties the vaccine to population reduction, which doesn't give a lot of encouragement for the vaccine. If he's saying this will be effective to reduce the population 10 to 15%. (laughs) You just stick it. This is literally the the quote she was using. You just stick it in their arms and it's amazing. It's Mm. amazing what happens. (laughs) Just going in their veins. It's amazing. (laughs) Just like, what, what is this? It's going to be some interesting testing in years to come. This is also the dummy that really goes for the plant-based alternatives to meat Mm -hmm. Mm. you either have vegetables or you have meat let's quit trying to do this masquerading for meat if you want meat eat meat you know a lot of what gates has done has been in other parts of the world so we're not aware of it a lot of it's been covered up but um, he's been doing vaccine work for many years and there's some really heavy stories that have come out places like India, uh, for the effects that it's had upon people. And they seem to really have a fascination with minorities getting these uh, vaccines. Mm -hmm. For some reason, they really seem to like that. But just like Melinda and Bill were lying when they sit together and talk about how much they love each other, and then they end up divorcing a few months later, they, they lie about everything. Also, Microsoft... Is terrible. Mm. He, he can't do anything right. So I don't know why we're trusting this guy and why we give him so much power when what medical degree does he have? Especially when he wants us all dead. Mm, that's true. Yeah, like if I was talking about <laughs> just like a, a group of people and just saying, I, you know, I have plans for this group of people. I, I want them dead. And then I'm like, here, drink this. Nobody would do it. Nobody <laughs> would do it. That's so stupid. But then we're all like, yeah, yeah, pump me, pump, stick needle in me army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no thanks. You know, and if I, if I have to be a second class citizen, then so be it. I already felt like that anyway, just for my love of Trump. You know, a lot of folks uh, are having to make great sacrifices on this and really tough decisions. And for those that don't, aren't faced with that, you know, uh, they should feel very thankful. But um, it is sad, you know, people that have studied and prepared for years and years or people that have just worked in careers for years and years and are now faced with just having to start over in some other career uh, where they're not required. Uh, Just over this choice, um, basically the freedom of choice as to being vaccinated seems to have been done away with yeah Uh, that's not valued or respected yeah but yeah the freedom of choice to kill a baby is Mm -hmm. totally respected and cheered so Mm -hmm. Uh, but let's listen to some of uh jen saki the white house press secretary um the redhead oh yeah little red lying hood (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I was listening to the Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton show, yeah. and they were asking for nicknames for her, and somebody put that in. Genius. <laughs> I hope they get credit for that. I don't know who it was. 
And who would be the wolf? (laughs) Any of these people. Any of these people. (laughs) Yeah, let's listen to some of her. Thank you, Jen. First on COVID origins, you said from that podium that under no circumstance would President Biden ever fire Dr. Fauci. Is that still the case since Fauci told Congress the NIH never funded gain-of-function research for coronaviruses in Wuhan, but documents published by The Intercept suggest that is not true, which would mean that he misled Congress? Well, first, I would say that NIH uh, has uh, refuted uh, that reporting, um, and I would point you to that. But let me give you some highlights of that. Uh, NIH has never approved any research that would make a coronavirus more dangerous to humans. I'm reminded that there are previous and different coronaviruses than the existing one we're battling. And the body of science produced by this research demonstrates that the bad coronavirus sequences published from that work uh, NIH supported were not. Uh, COVID, the the strain, COVID-2 strain. Uh, So what he said was correct. So his job is safe. Correct. Okay, moving on. Can you... Does that make sense to you? She is so confusing in the way she even said that. Well, you go back to the... um, What's his name? The Kentucky senator and Rand Paul and all his dialogue with Fauci. And, you know, I think he was probably the most successful at pinning him down on that. And that took a Herculean effort to do. And so what you're listening to here, you know, um, Peter Ducci, he's, Ducci, he's not, <laughs> <laughs> he's not up to it. And uh, it, it, I wouldn't be up to it. You wouldn't be up to it. So, you know, you do this circle back talk and it, you just can't get anywhere. And these little technicalities, these little shadings of the words, uh, just to defend what he said. And of course, NIH is covering for Fauci and, you know, with all these points. So, you know, I, I think really it, it makes it really hard for normal people to understand what's gone on. But, um, you know, they're basically making a distinction between, yeah, but that was for another coronavirus. It wasn't for this one. So disgusting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, obviously in that little encounter, you're right. He can't do anything about it. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we really have to thank Grand Paul. He just, he wouldn't stop. And hopefully he never does. I wanted to continue to fight him. I would like to see them in a ring <laughs> and shirtless and fighting. <laughs> With boxing gloves, or maybe bare knuckle. At this point, maybe bare knuckle. So, you know, he he really used, of course, his medical knowledge and his, you know, strong mind, and did a lot of extra work and research to get to the point where he could face Fauci, and he learned what the true issues were and what the deception was. <clears throat> so that's on record uh, for anybody who wants to see it. Yeah, maybe that could be a movie, Facing the Fauci. (laughs) (laughs) Peter Ducci? No. (laughs) (laughs) Ducci. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's listen to some more. Explain a little bit more about why the White House in a statement is calling the Taliban business-like and professional. Well, I would note that 
in that statement, what we were announcing was the fact that a Qatari uh, Airlines flight successfully landed in Qatar with American citizens, legal permanent residents, and Afghans uh, on board who uh, joined us in our fight over the last several years. Uh, we wanted to note that the Taliban was cooperative in facilitating the departure of these American citizens and legal permanent residents from HKIA. We promised we would get American citizens out. We promised we would get legal permanent residents out. We promised we would get our Afghan partners out. And we promised we'd press the Taliban to get them out. And that's exactly what we did. Wait, you're saying the Taliban is businesslike and professional. Their interior minister has an FBI wanted poster. He's got a $10 million bounty on his head. That's What's the business? We are here to celebrate the return of American citizens who wanted to leave Afghanistan, of legal permanent residents, of Afghans who fought by our side, to Qatar successfully on a Qatari Airlines flight. Uh, and in order to get those people out, we had to work with some members of the Taliban to press them uh, and to work uh, in a business-like manner to get them out. That is what we were stating in the statement. And in that statement, it says this is a positive first step. Towards what? Towards getting additional people out who want to leave Afghanistan. Go ahead. <laughs> Here's a reality. They like the Taliban. I hate to say it. They like yeah, them. Yeah. They want to cheer them on. They want them to grow in power. Trump, he gave us a booming economy. Somebody could have said, who was a very strong liberal who voted for Biden, could say, you know, I hate Trump. I can't stand him. He did give us a good economy, though. And I'll give him that. I'll give him that. They can't. They couldn't even do that, but they'd rather call the Taliban business-like. Yeah, they're business-like in their executions and their beheadings, right. and enforcing young girls to marry them, and in making sure women have no education. Yeah, they're very business-like. Which honestly, it shows you. So are the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, very business-like. Professional. Yes, yes, very much so. Good at executing mm -hmm. uh, orders <laughs> and people. Right. Um, it, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. And that's the secret. And it's hard to believe. And that's why they get away with it. Mm. Like, you could have a motive. Like, I want to kill you. Something very dark. They, they don't want to kill me. That's so stupid. How do you know they want to kill me? Are you sure they want to kill me? Mm. And then they kill you. Mm. Because you, you didn't know. They have warped, twisted motives. Because they have nothing to do with God, nothing to do with righteousness. Mm -hmm. And so when you get off the path of righteousness, there's only one other path to go on. And that's the path of evil. And that's the path they are on. You, you know, the whole thing about getting Americans and uh, Afghan allies out is that we're, from what I've read, we're not doing so well with that. <clears throat> so I think what they did is they let one plane out. And they're praising that. And they're hoping that that praise might lead to more. <clears throat> but that just is part of, you know, I remember Obama trying to do that type of policy. You know, if you treat them well, if you treat them with respect, then they'll just respond back favorably to you and they'll be loyal to you. It doesn't work like that. But they still think that way. That's part of the liberal dementia yeah, it's like a, a little kid that's misbehaving. If you just treat that kid with some respect. Yeah, give them some candy. Yeah. Give them what they want. No. Give them some weapons. Yeah, you grab that kid and you spank him like there's no tomorrow. 
<laughs> and that's how you win. Hey, it worked for you. Hey, it did. But also we need to talk about <laughs> your discipline. I think you went too far with me. <laughs> you beat me down to nothing. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. was kind of like the Taliban to you. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I used to actually call you that. <laughs> Taladad. Taladad. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's late. Um, but yeah, this is okay. This is so fascinating because this is what they're doing. Isn't it so convenient that on September 9th, two days before September 11th, mm. they do this huge vaccine mandate? Why? Why they have to do it on the 9th? To make us forget about 9-11 and their screw-up in Afghanistan. Mm, mm -hmm. That's what it was. It's so obvious. But no, we need to keep on talking about it. Uh, I think it was Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck was saying that the he was communicating with the State Department, trying to get people out. And he, they said, you need to contact the embassy. Hey, well, there's no embassy anymore. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. Try to figure it out. And they laughed at him. They wow. laughed at him when mm. he was trying to save people mm. because if it's not the Biden team that's getting credit, mm. they don't want it. They don't want it. Mm. They don't want it. Even if it's good for people, it's a helpful thing. And then it was so fascinating too. Um, I was listening to the Crystal and Sagar podcast, which honestly I stopped listening to because uh, the reason that I'm about to say, um, they were talking very badly about a congressman who went over to Afghanistan and they were just saying, that's a waste of our resources. Now the army has to pay attention to them. This guy is now missing and they don't know what to do with him. And, or yeah, they don't know what to do. And there are people that need to be saved while all this chaos is going on. Well, that guy was a guest on Glenn Beck's podcast mm -hmm. and he was saying, I had reasons that I had to go undercover and be quiet and not let anyone know where I was because it's very dangerous there. And this, the people, they just, uh, I think it was the State Department or the Congress, they just tried to make him look bad and make him look like he was just there to get attention and to be the hero. And he's like, no, I, I'm not. I'm just trying to make sure people get out safely. And he didn't even go there as a congressman. He went there as a citizen. Mm. So they just... They twisted the story, and it was very disappointing. Politicized it. They did. Mm. They did. And they went with the narrative, mm. and supposedly it's supposed to be a liberal and a conservative. I think that the woman, the liberal woman, she she's just got him. She's got the guy, and I think he's afraid of her. I really do. He's younger than her, mm. and I think that he doesn't really fight for his opinions as well as he should. Wow. So. It's kind of one-sided. It is. It mm. feels that way. Mm. And I, I kind of got sick of it because then I hear from the mouth of the person. Mm. I think I'm going to trust the person speaking a little bit more mm -hmm. than people who, who weren't even in the country, have nothing to do with it, don't know anything about it. I've heard all kinds of reports that they had planes ready to take off and the State Department said, no, we can't give you permission. People being sent back to their, you know, wherever they were staying, come back the next day, same thing. Uh, so the State Department just doesn't want any heroes. No, yeah, they, it's it's amazing. They're very effective at destroying. Mm. Um, and then oh, the other, okay, this was a really good meme. It's a little bit off topic, but um, there is a lady who's in the agency. I don't know the name. Oh, I don't even know why I said lady. I said I wasn't going to do that. Transgender. Mm. It's a man who's masquerading as a lady. Mm. And the the man is something with health something over the health have you heard of this man 
you know there's a transgender in yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Is it Health and Human Services? Yes, I think so. I think mm-hmm. that's the one. Mm-hmm. But there was a meme that was basically like showing a picture of this man who looks who looks like a woman, um, overweight, looks really gross. I, I hate to say that, but it's just the truth. And then Joe Rogan, shirtless, basically six-pack. He's in his 50s. Mm. Looks amazing. He mm-hmm. looks so good. And they're just, just like... survived COVID? Survived COVID. Kicked <laughs> it in a few days. Took yeah. ivermectin. Mm. Uh, and they keep on calling it a horse something, like a horse dewormer or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Horse pills. Yes, yeah. Pills for horses, which is mm. so false. Mm. And they're like, who are you going to trust more with health? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, really, who? Because <laughs> I don't want to trust someone who doesn't even know what gender they are and is, is severely overweight. Why? So, no, I'm, I'm not really interested in that. But he, he was even saying, because he had to take a break from the show, and he said he got, quickly, he, he got better so quickly. And he's like, my immune system's up. I work out, like, every day. Mm-hmm. I eat super healthy. I don't put junk in my body. And he's just like, yeah, I kicked it in a few days and it wasn't that big of a deal and he's still not going to get vaccinated. Mm. So good for Mm. him. And then he said, he was like, do I need to sue CNN? Mm. He's like, because they're lying about me. Yeah, I think he was talking about the possibility of suing based on what they said about ivermectin. Yeah, total lies. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because he he speaks with doctors all the time Mm. on his show. Mm -hmm. And okay, like truthfully what is a what is a degree what is a phd you sit and you learn and you repeat Mm, you pass (laughs) exams or thesis whatever yeah you know Mm -hmm. the learning process can be different for a lot of people the the dude based on the 11 years that he's been doing his podcast speaking to some of the smartest minds in our country in the world really the dude's got a couple PhDs. Mm. He's so smart. And mm-hmm. he rattles off scientific information. He's like, no, that study said this. This study said that. And this guy's a stand-up comedian. Mm. Smarter than a bunch of these idiots on CNN, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just really frustrating to see the messaging on that. And, yeah, I wish he would sue CNN, but he's not going to. Mm. I, I know he won't. Um, okay, let's listen to some more sake. Does the vaccine mandate include every business that gets a government contract? There are going to be additional details that will be briefed to you in about 20 minutes. Um, and I would uh, encourage you to wait for all of those specifics. How convenient. How convenient. So you don't have to answer any of those questions. Right, right. Gross. For clarity, at least the information that has been confirmed by people who work in said building has been that the federal government, for nearly all, obviously doesn't include the judiciary, the federal branch, or the congressional yeah. employees. But in terms, ter- and they said in contractors as well. Yes. You can't say with a That is true. Contractors, yes. So contractors. But obviously, there are a lot of companies that have contracts with the government where some of those people in the firm work with the U.S. government, others do not. There is more to come on private sector requirements that will apply to uh, many of these companies you are referring to. Fine. We'll wait for that clarity coming up shortly after this. Just to clear up one thing that was asked by Jeff earlier, disciplinary action could include termination, correct? Correct. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Uh, our role is, of course, to convey to federal employees the safety, the effectiveness, the availability of vaccines, which are readily available across the government. And is fully vaccinated for those employees and contractors two shots or three shots? 
Well, at this point, I think we're working towards two shots. I'll check on that for you. Obviously, the boosters are not yet available. So in terms of the implementation, we're working at the stage right now. As the White House knows well, the president's poll numbers have dropped, according to polls from a variety of different outlets right now. Do you acknowledge that the public now has some doubts about the president's handling of the virus? And is today's announcement in some ways an effort to try to right that? This is not a political speech, and it's certainly not about poll numbers. Uh, what we can acknowledge, and you've seen in a lot of these polls, is that the number one issue, number two issue, number three issue for many Americans is COVID and what we're doing. And we have done a lot of work over the last couple of months, even as we've had conversations and talked about a range of other issues, whether it's Afghanistan or Build Back Better or other issues in this room and uh, in many forms of media we engage with. Uh, so it's an acknowledgement of that. I'll also note that in uh, all of these polls, support for the president's handling of coronavirus continues to be the majority of the American public. And that hasn't changed. Go ahead. Yeah, and that's the key. He, for some reason, he he is at his best mm. with polling mm -hmm. when it comes to COVID. So talk about COVID, focus on COVID, and don't talk about anything else. Yeah, even the reporter's question there uh, tried to link the drop in the polls to COVID, uh, which my whole understanding is it was Afghanistan mm. that brought the numbers down. Mm. Uh, nothing from COVID before or after Afghanistan uh, was really an issue. So I think all this is to distract, as you said, from Afghanistan. That's what hurt him. As it should. Mm -hmm. As it should. Um, okay, so uh, this will be the last news topic. Um, on CNN, I saw this headline, and it said, Yet more evidence Donald Trump is running a shadow presidency, written by Chris Lizia, whatever. Um, but he's a, you know, pretty big time at CNN. And the shadow presidency is always just, basically, it was a prophecy, prophecy from, I, I forget which prophet, but some Christian prophet said that he, Trump was going to be like, there was, he was going to be president at the same time, like almost like a shadow president. And it's just interesting to see that <laughs> the liberal media is almost like boosting that narrative. Uh there's a lot to think about it, but it was a stupid article. Um, so, yeah, this was a, this is part of what he said. Um, one benefit of never admitting you lost a presidential election, even though, of course, you did, is that you can just keep on acting like president. That's exactly what Donald Trump is trying to do these days, overseeing a, sor a sort of shadow presidency for the base of the Republican Party, in which COVID-19 isn't that big of a problem. The 2020 election was stolen, and he was right about it. Uh, about well everything else too so they were saying that one of the examples is trump was meeting with the family members of those who were killed by the suicide bomber in afghanistan and so that is uh very controversial and it, it is interesting because joe biden did speak with some of those people and it didn't go well apparently one of the people that he spoke with uh, was arguing with him because Joe Biden kept on wanting to mention his son, Bo, and he, he Bo served our country as well, but that's not why Bo died. Mm -hmm. um, and also, it's just really inappropriate to bring up your own loss whenever somebody mm -hmm. had their loss. You mm -hmm. just, I thought that was common knowledge that you don't do that, but I guess he doesn't know. And so they were just saying, like, they were arguing with him about that, and they didn't like him. A lot of families refused to meet with Biden. Others... Uh, yeah, they were confrontational over his decision to end the war in Afghanistan. Wish I could have, I wish there were videos of this, but sadly, 
they were not. Um, mm. And then, uh, yeah, so then Trump, he's, yeah, he's been reaching out to the families and he's been talking a lot about just the mistakes that Biden's made, the blunders, everything else. And uh, yeah, even the information he's getting about it. Let's see. Okay, so then he starts mentioning in this article that the general rule for former presidents is to stay out of national affairs, knowing perhaps better than anyone else on the planet that they are not clued into the full spectrum of any issue in nearly the same way the sitting president is. Based on that logic alone, only the president should get to talk about anything. So this guy wouldn't even be able to write this article based on his logic. And I wouldn't get to do this podcast. And we all know that Obama has never had any involvement in, in anything since he was president. So that's the interesting part, Dad. So he pretty much focuses on Bush and Obama and Trump in, in this kind of discussion of this. So he really speaks well of Bush and just says, Bush took up painting in Texas. He just said, I'm focused on my golf course, on paintings and staying fit. And he didn't comment about the presidency at all. So he's he's basically this guy who wrote the article saying, good, I like that. So then he says, with Obama, um, it angered a lot of liberals because he wasn't speaking about Trump, uh, you know, during some of the years. Then he said that while the race was heating up, he became more critical of Trump. And people were saying that it just wasn't enough. They feel that Obama owed the party and the country to blast away at Trump for four straight years. And then, uh, so yeah, basically, it's so weird. Okay, Bush did good because Bush said nothing. Mm. Obama, it was frustrating because he only said stuff kind of near the election. And he should have been saying stuff the whole time. What is your logic? You make no sense, dude. Well, because Obama is a Democrat and they're right. Here's my thought on it. Let's be consistent with this. You either talk or you shut up. And of course, Jimmy Carter's never gotten involved in anything since he was president. No, and did you see that weird photo where Biden and his wife were posing <laughs> with him and then it was like a wide angle camera. So then it made them look like miniature people. Little Putians. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, yeah, so then he starts talking about Trump. Trump, never one to overly concern himself with how presidents in the past have behaved, hasn't ever acknowledged that Biden won the presidency fair and square, much less step back in terms of a public role. He pushed conspiracy theories about non-existent voter fraud in places like Arizona, Georgia, and Wisconsin. He suggested that Biden is doing a horrible job in dealing with COVID-19. On Afghanistan, Trump has said that never in history has a withdrawal from uh, from a war been handled so badly and incompetently as the Biden administration's withdrawal from Afghanistan. True, true, and uh, true. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then he put, in short, Trump has continued to act as though the 2020 campaign is ongoing, which for him, it apparently is, rather than ensuing a call for unity after a hard-fought race. Al Gore following the lengthy recount in the 2000 presidential contest, basically saying Al Gore did good. Uh, Trump has doubled and tripled down on pushing false narratives to a party base only too eager to accept whatever he says unquestioning, uh, unquestioningly. Um, I'm just trying to think of, uh, there's a lady with blonde hair who ran against Trump and she said that she won and she believes that 
there was Russian hackers who cheated her out of the election. I don't know if you know her. Her name is Hillary Clinton. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And so she still believes that she was, she wrote a book about the thing. Of course, she never never makes any comments on anything. Yeah. Oh, she's very quiet and yeah, yeah, very civilized and Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, wonderful lady. Um, and so, <laughs> then but I thought you said blonde. <laughs> she is blonde, right? Or did I mess it up? Oh, she's probably gray. <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, that's her husband. <laughs> um, okay. So then, this is the last paragraph. That decision has not surprisingly left the country as divided, if not more, than we were in the heart of the 2020 campaign and turn things like getting vaccinated against a deadly virus that has killed more than 650,000 Americans and counting. Okay. This is the one part about Trump that I don't even like. He still believes the vaccines are really good and he believes everybody should get them. Mm. I can't stand that. Mm-hmm. So don't say that this is him. Believe it or not, we, we are allowed to have different opinions than Trump. Right. And I do have different opinions than Trump. But I still love the guy. Mm-hmm. And I, have, I would rather have him over Biden mm-hmm. any day of the week. Maybe except for Saturday. No, I'm joking. Mm-hmm. no any day of the week. Uh, but it's, it's just, it's ridiculous because they just say this stuff. If you mm-hmm. listen to Trump, you know he actually likes the vaccines. Mm-hmm. It was made during his administration. Mm-hmm. He's pushing it. He pushes it all the time and then he gets boos. People mm-hmm. boo him because he, he says it and then he kind of, he'll just like get quieter about it. He won't talk about yeah, it as much. Of course, you get the right to choose, you'll say. Yeah, yeah. He'll say mm-hmm. stuff like that. But mm-hmm. honestly, if he probably could, if he, he would probably do some of the stuff Biden's doing if he could have his way. Mm-hmm. And I would be very angry about it and I would disagree. Um, but of course, he'd still be better than Biden. But mm-hmm. if that's the truth of all this. So can you agree that this article was mm-hmm. very bad? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what the heck? Yeah, well, the way they analyze things is always for their interests. It mm-hmm. always has to turn out the way they want, and it, it's just a Trump bashing, at, you know, article. And you know, really, they want to hold on to Trump. You know, they talk about Trump holding on. You know, he, you have to have somebody that you can beat up on to keep the political juices flowing, and Trump has been that for them. So that fires up their base. They tried to make it Tucker Carlson. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that there was enough interest in that. I think some people were very into it, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people, it's just, it's not the same as Trump. So, yeah, because then that means you'd have to watch Fox all the time. Right. And then you might, by doing that, find out that Tucker Carlson is kind of convincing. And he's pretty good. He's Mm -hmm. smooth a dude. Um, Yeah, so that's a good point. All right, so let's go to the verse. Um, Psalm 145, 15. The eyes of all look expectantly to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, God is our source, and He, we can rely on him for everything. Mm-hmm. And um, our desires, even. Yeah, like we have wants, we have needs, mm-hmm. right? And and God can satisfy our desires. And there's some times where maybe if we're having depression, it's because we have kind of a hole in us and we are trying to <laughs> have other things fill it. Mm-hmm. But really, we need God to mm-hmm. fill it. And, and that can be really hard. I once heard somebody say, I am a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body. So we realize that ah. the greatest essence of who we are is a spirit. 
And so when we try to ignore that and live just according to material things, it's obviously not going to satisfy those deepest parts of who we are. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, there's just so much more to life. And yeah, I think if we're really not careful, we could slip into uh, depression, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, into a really dark place in our mind if we don't stay close to God. Definitely. Yeah, no, there's so much uh, that can cause that. uh, But, you know, a lot of it is uh, our worldview, our expectations. You know, are we, what are we, you know, are we putting our hope in certain things to happen, certain outcomes? And when they don't, then that disappoints us. Um, We always use the phrase to keep our eyes on God, which is even strong verse in Colossians 3 about that. Uh, you know, on heavenly things to keep our eyes focused. And that focus is so important. And when it's misplaced, uh, we get into trouble and we can easily fall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, I totally agree. And it's just diligence and and God can help us to do it. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and enjoy your weekend if you don't mind. I hope you have a wonderful day. Goodbye.